Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. Uh, audio only for this episode. Um, no particular reason, just feel like just doing the audio only. Um, yeah, so without further ado, get into some news here. Um, with one, two, three, four n- news stories uh, involving the... Uh, Sickness known as COVID-19, or otherwise known as the coronavirus. Um, first off, NHL employees have been uh, barred from uh, business trips uh, outside of North America uh, due to the uh, rampant spread of uh, the coronavirus. However, um, if they, for whatever reason, decide, hey, you know what, uh, regardless of NHL telling me, hey, I can't go outside of the United States, uh, for business, if I want to leave for basically for pleasure, uh, just know that um, you're going to have to take at least a two-week quarantine upon return to make sure that you're good to go. So, um, yeah, if you uh, can help not traveling, uh, that'd probably just be the best option. But, uh, but yeah, the coronavirus um, ordeal is... Uh, definitely no joke right now um as the uh toll of amount of people that have been getting it confirmed cases over and over and over again uh keep you know rising um it's interesting it'll be interesting to see when it uh stops but hopefully it doesn't go too much longer though and uh with the coronavirus talk continuing, uh, per Emily Kaplan of ESPN, um, the NHL, uh, as they're continuing uh, monitoring the uh, coronavirus issue, uh, they are closing locker room access to the media uh, to limit uh, outside sources uh, getting around the uh, NHL players. So um, it's it came off of a recommendation from the CDC, uh, and the uh, and sources told ESPN that the NHL could implement the new mandate as soon as Saturday, uh, which is today. All media availabilities will be conducted in formal press conference areas, so uh, the typical area with a little backdrop that they have, uh, that's fine. But when it comes to going into your um, into the locker rooms for after game comments. Or before game comments is uh, basically going to be closed off for a uh, near future until this uh, coronavirus ordeal uh, shakes itself out. And uh, also at the GM meetings uh, this past week, uh, they also uh, provided updates on how they plan to handle that threat. Uh, and uh, Deputy Commissioner Bill Daly uh, told ESPN on Monday... Uh, that they're starting to explore contingency plans should the virus become a more significant threat uh, ahead of the playoffs this year. So if it gets to such a point that they have to start uh, uh, postponing games or doing whatever they can to mitigate any more uh, spread, they uh, seem to have uh, contingency plans in place for now. So that's uh, good to see that they have uh, plan A, plan B, plan C um, in case that happens. Uh, 
And also to continue with uh, cancellations, I believe I mentioned in the last episode that the IIHF, the International uh, Ice Hockey Federation, uh, had a slew of cancellations for um, for tournaments uh, this coming year. Uh, add the 2020 Women's World Hockey Championships to that uh, list as well. Uh, as they uh, were supposed to play uh, play uh, the 31st of this month, March, uh, and April 10th in Halifax and uh, Toronto, Nova Scotia. Um, and the Men's championship, uh, World Championships are also going to be uh, reviewed to see if they're going to uh, cancel those as well uh, as they happen later on in the year um, after the NHL season's over. The playoffs are, uh, are over, uh, or at least regular season's over. Uh, but, yeah, the Women's World Hockey Championships, Dunskies, um, and they will be playing in those two cities that they were supposed to play this year, uh, next year. So um, it's sad to see it happen, but, you know, better be safe than sorry. And also to round out the whole um, coronavirus talk here, um, Santa Clara County in, uh, California have, uh, put out a basic, uh, basically a, uh, a countywide mandate that, uh, for large gatherings, uh, they have a recommend, well, not really a mandate, but it's mainly like a highly, you know, highly suggested, highly recommended, um, guidance that, uh, against large gatherings to um, basically if you have a large gathering and you're like a big company or whatever, just, or just large gatherings in general, uh, they're basically saying, Hey, um, let's go ahead and just cancel it or reschedule it. Don't just try to, you know, not uh, have those things happen. Uh, As I believe Santa Clara County itself has about like 20 cases. So confirmed cases so far. Um, but San Jose Sharks, uh, was, I think yesterday they versed the Wild or the other two, uh, or the day before that, uh, they had that game as planned. They looked to also have tonight's game against the Iowa Sanders, as well as Sunday's game against the Colorado Avalanche, uh, to go on as scheduled, even though, uh, the recommendation from the Santa Clara County, uh, to not do so, uh, they, um, they uh, are going to go ahead and have those games. So there you go. Uh, now, off of the coronavirus talk uh, and into some Ottawa Sanders talk here. Uh, the Ottawa Sanders have fired uh, CEO Jim Little for, quote-unquote, con- conduct inconsistent with the core values of the Ottawa Sanders and the National Hockey League. Um, kind of the same language as uh, the Dallas Stars used uh omitting the Ottawa Senators portion uh, and putting in the Dallas Stars portion for whenever they fired Jim Nil. Well, not Jim Nil. God damn it. Uh, Jim Montgomery. Uh, when I come to find out, he had some issues with alcohol and he's currently, you know, going through things to help him out with that, which is good. Uh, this is not one of those things. Um, first off, the guy was only employed for under two months not even two months on the job and he's already fired um 
now with the Iowa Center saying uh, it's for conduct inconsistent with the core values of the franchise. Uh, even though their front office is a mess in general, I don't know what kind of core values you think you have out of the centers, but whatever. Um, but with a statement, uh, coming from Jim Little, uh, basically kind of, uh, gives, now if that's to be, if this is to be true, then it's probably the most petty thing to get fired over. Um, but, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his comments from Jim Little are uh, he was looking forward to helping a team in the city of the uh, Iowa Centers. Uh, he wishes the employees, the players, and co- coaches well, and they deserve uh, their support. Uh, the statement made today by the team of conduct inconsistent with the core values uh, contained uh, some language that deserves some clarification, uh, which is what why he... He's making this statement. Uh, on Valentine's Day, the owner and uh, Jim Little uh, had a personal uh, disagreement over the approach that he has been pursuing. Uh, he had a strong-willed, he's a strong-willed person, he says, and the disagreement includes uh, himself using some very strong language, which basically, you know, cursing himself or basically telling him to go F himself uh, with him over the phone, including swearing uh, which he did not appreciate and for which he later ap- apologized for. And these events, to my knowledge, which led to his dismissal, uh, to his knowledge, uh, which led to his dismissal, uh, any other inference from the statement is wrong. So basically, he's he didn't really get told why he got fired. And that's probably like the biggest thing that he can take from his thought process to why he was fired. Especially for any kind of conduct inconsistent with core values. I mean, I don't I mean, even though cursing at your your boss, I mean, I don't really see. I mean, uh, in some in regular day businesses with people, probably not the best thing to do. But in, in the hockey world, it's going to happen. Um, especially with a franchise that's trying to rebuild and turn it around. Uh, I don't know if it's probably one of those uh, things that uh, Eugene Melnick wanted a, a puppet master, uh, be the puppet master and have all his puppets, you know, performing the way that they want. he wants them to. And maybe Jim Little's, you know, trying to go a little bit off of the uh, path that Eugene Melnick wants the team to be on. I don't know, but... You know, I feel for the Iowa Sanders fans because they were literally one goal away from making the Stanley Cup final back in 2017, and look at them now. That's all I got to say there, but yeah. Um, but yeah, and speaking of franchises that I feel for the team's fan base for, uh, Buffalo Sabres, former Bubba, Buffalo Sabre Matthew... Barnaby uh, was arrested early this morning uh, at the uh, Nashville Cross Roads Bar in downtown Nashville. Also, uh, thoughts got to Nashville after the the nasty tornado ripped through you guys' the city. I'll really uh, feel for you guys there. And if you guys uh, out there listening uh, would like to donate, uh, there's uh, multiple... Uh, Donation streams uh, around that can help the cause. 
but Barnaby uh, was charged with public inco- intoxication and assault after uh, he uh, had an altercation with other patrons, uh, which allegedly led him to choke out a bouncer. So uh, not what you want to have. Uh, he was released on a $6,000 bond, uh, and he's also supposed to uh, go to court uh, on the 27th. So, uh, yeah, yeah, Matthew Barnaby, uh, enforcing his, uh, his will, I guess, because he was, uh, an enforcer in the NHL. Uh, New Jersey Devils, before we get into, uh, our game in the night, Blues versus Devils that occurred yesterday, um, New Jersey Devils defenseman Will Butcher is going to miss three to four months, uh, after, uh, successfully getting, uh, a ruptured right thumb, uh, ligament, uh, successfully uh, repaired surgically. So um, he's basically going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, and also Montreal Canadiens forward Jesperi Kokanyemi uh, is out indefinitely uh, with uh, an injury involving his spleen. Probably he got it ruptured. Uh, that does not sound uh, ideal. And hopefully he uh, has a speedy recovery. And round out your uh, news of the day. Uh, the whole St. Louis Blues AHL affiliate, um, little jamboree is, uh, finally settled with an asterisk until another team swipes their, uh, affiliate again, because it all, this whole jamboree started when the Blues initially had the, uh, Chicago Wolves, Vegas came into the league, took the, uh, take, took the Wolves, from the Blues, then the Blues had to go and take the rampage because Colorado Avalanche were taking, uh, bringing the Colorado Eagles into the AHL, and then and Vegas decides that they're going to leave uh, Chicago, uh, the Chicago Wolves, because they're they want an affiliate that's not across like halfway across the uh, the country, which makes sense, and they want to have a team in. Uh, Nevada, so then they can have easy call-ups and send and uh, sending down people makes sense. Who do they grab? They grab the San Antonio Rampage, the Blues' affiliate, because the Golden Knights took the Wolves from them. So they are yet looking for another AHL affiliate as the Rampage go on to move on uh, after this season to uh, Henderson, Nevada, where they will be operating out of what whatever name they have, whatever. Um, but, yeah, that sucks for Blues, the Blues. Uh, so hunting for an AHL affiliate, and they have agreed to a five-year affiliation with the Springfield Thunderbirds uh, based out of Massachusetts. So they could have taken a bit of an easy route and take the Wolves again because it would be way shorter, but, hey, Massachusetts, uh, whatever. Um, so yeah, Thunderbirds, uh, affiliate for the Blues, which now I has to, now I have to wonder who uh, is going to be the affiliate for the Florida Panthers because the Florida Panthers affiliate was the Springfield Thunderbirds, unless the Florida Panthers take the uh, Wolves. But but yeah, that's uh interesting. Anywho, without further ado, let's uh, dive into Blues versus Devils. 
Alright, so diving into Blues versus Devils. That occurred yesterday because I didn't get around to doing that until now. Um, the Blues enter that game 40-17-10 with an 8-game winning streak. Uh, the New Jersey Devils enter that game 26-28-12. Uh, first period, Kevin Rooney uh, trips Vince Dunn at 237. Uh, Zach Sanford then goes on to trip Nico Heischer at 343. Um all through uh, Devils uh, out shooting the Blues for nothing within like the first five minutes of that game. Uh, and then Jesper Bratt uh, gets the Devils on the board at 838 with uh, Cryberry Subban uh, getting a lone assist to make it one nothing Devils. Uh, the Blues need to wake up, but uh, too little too late in this game, but we'll get into that later. Uh, Damon Severson uh, hooks Zach Sanford at 1037. Uh, sending the Blues on the power play, and Vince Dunn ties it up on the power play at 12:31 with Tyler Bozak and Robert Thomas getting the assist to make it 1-1. 9-8 uh, is the shots in favor of the Blues for the first period. Second period, uh, St. Louis native out of Alton, Illinois, uh, Dakota Mermis uh, scores his first NHL goal at 6:50 uh, against his team that he used to root for as a kid. Uh, as long as he was a smart St. Louisan and not rooting for the Blackhawks, um, gave the Devils back the lead with Damon Severson and Corey Schneider getting the assist on that to make it 2 1 Devils. Uh, Colton Pareko high sticks uh, Jack Hughes at 8.43. Always got to remember it's Jack Hughes for the Devils and not uh, Quinn Hughes because Quinn Hughes is the one that's making noise in the NHL right now. Um, Miles Wood. Then it goes on the high stick, uh, Alex Petrangelo at 12.09. Uh, Connor Carrick uh, scores from the point at 17.58 with Frederick Clayson, uh, Clayson and uh, Travis Sajak getting the assist to make it 3-1 uh, Devils. And then Kevin Rooney uh, scores at 18.27 when John Hayden getting the assist with an asterisk because... Uh, the Blues go on to challenge for goalie interference, and they overturned it because uh, a player uh, dragged a skate uh, through the crease and in turn uh, interfered with a, uh, Jordan Bennington's stick, pulling it back so they couldn't make the save. So then it goes back to being 3-1 instead of 4-1, but uh, the difference uh, that made uh, was nothing which we'll also get into in a second. Uh, shots, 15-14 in favor of the Devils. Uh, third period, uh, Cray Baby Subban uh, throws an absolute tantrum uh, when he's going to the box, uh, just freaking flailing his hands and bashing his freaking stick like an definitely not a, like a professional, that's for sure. Um, tri by tripping uh, David Perron at 11-24, and uh, after he gets out of there, uh, he broke his stick. Uh, no one was going to give him a stick um, to play, so he was there without a stick, and he goes back to the bench, and he's freaking trying to freaking slam the door like a freaking little baby, as he is, baby back bitch is what he is, and freaking uh, hurt his little hand, and he's sucking on his freaking finger because he freaking bashing the door, being a freaking what drama queen. Um, but yeah, is what it is. Uh, 
Um, that's probably why he's gotten got traded out of Montreal and then traded out of Nashville, and now he's with the Devils, and he'll probably get traded again uh, in the offseason. Wouldn't surprise me at all. But anyway, uh, Jaden Schwartz uh, scores off his knees and bring the Blues back to within one uh, at 16:49 with Braden Shen getting the lone assist, uh, making it 3-2 Devils. Uh, and then the Blues did the wrong thing. Um, and just to prove it in a second, uh, they pulled the goalie with 125 to go. Uh, and then Joey Anderson gets the empty netter at 1903 with Pavel Zaka and Mirko Muller getting the assist to make it for two Devils. And every single time, every single time, this team pulls the goalie. They give up a freaking empty netter. Every time. Every time. They give they pull the goalie. They always give up an empty netter. It's insane. Just stop. Just just stop pulling the goalie. Just stop. Stop taking the risk. Just stop. Shots 10-9 in favor of the Blues for the third period. Your total shots 33-32 in favor of the Blues. Uh, Blues power play went 1 for 4. PK 2 for 2. Devils power play went 0 for 2. 3 for 4. Their penalty kill went 4. Um, your final score uh, final score of the game, 4-2 Devils. Your three stars of the game, third star going to Jesper Bratt of the Devils. Second star going to Dakota Mermis of the Devils. And first star going to Corey Schneider. Of the Devils, uh, after being in the AHL for a long, long stint of the uh, season, uh, it's good to see the Corey Schneider got a a really solid game out. He got a really solid game out of him, um, and hopefully he can return to form consistently. Because Corey uh, Corey Schneider being good is good for business. Um, just as long as it's not against my top five, I'm good to go. Um, but um, but yeah. Um, side note, kind of find it funny that, uh, it was video game night for the Devils, uh, and, uh, NJ Devil, the, uh, Devils' mascot, uh, take a shot for every time I say Devil in this game. Um, he dressed up as Super Mario, uh, which is kind of cool, but, uh, not, that wasn't really the cool thing. The cool thing was <laughs> that, uh, the whole, uh, thing between Bieber and Jordan Bennington, uh, he ran down to the stands. Uh, as the Blues were losing at that point in the game, and right behind uh, Jordan Bennington, he has a, a, uh, a sign that says uh, Team Bieber. Uh, that was kind of funny, um, but um, but yeah, uh, it was kind of expected for them to lose. Uh, I wasn't expecting them to uh, win this game. It's one of those games where they kind of have to throw away. Um, Although it was an even game, not to say they didn't go down try, uh, without trying, uh, that's for sure. Um, and just the Devils, uh, even though they're not playing for a playoff spot, uh, these young guns here, they're playing for spots. Um, and they're hungry, hungry guys. And even though, yeah, they're low on the standings, yes. But also got to keep in mind, Regardless, they're still an NHL team. They have NHL caliber players on their teams. It's not like they're playing some junior league team, all right? Like they're NHL caliber players playing other NHL caliber players. So, and with the pair amount of parity and the 
game now, it's kind of, you know, expected for teams that are lower in the standings to be a team that's in like the top two in the standings. So it's going to happen. So I'm not mad about it because a, a loss here and there uh, puts some humility into the game uh, for the Blues so then they don't end up doing what Tampa did and go on a tear, had little to no adversity, and then get freaking swept in the first round against a, a freaking wildcard team. Um, so there's that. But um but yeah, especially with the, the spread for the blues coming up soon, uh especially since I have to uh make up the Anaheim game uh that got uh rescheduled, uh which then pushes the game uh that they were supposed to have for the Florida Panthers at home, uh in St. Louis. Uh, bumping that up from Tuesday uh, to Monday. This coming Monday, and then they gotta fly out all the way to Anaheim, and after that they're gonna come back all the way home again and uh, continue playing. So um, yeah, that's uh, that's something. But anyway, um, that's your game of the night. <laughs> So we probably have about four minutes left in the uh, the episode. I'm gonna try to keep these episodes um, around the same time as the other ones, um, just making it 30 minutes. Uh, I'm not saying that the old ones were 30 minutes, but I'm gonna try to just keep a consistent standard of being 30 minutes or less. Um, except for the monthly divisional reviews, I'm gonna try to you know those go for however long. I don't care. And, um, I mean, not to say that there won't be episodes that aren't longer than 30 minutes. Uh, it will happen. Um, but if I can help it, then I'll try to keep it 30 minutes or less. But, with that said, uh, the playoffs start next month. Um, yeah, about legitimately like a month and maybe an extra week. So like five weeks from now. Uh, we'll have some playoff hockey to watch and talk about, uh, which then will push the um, episode timetable to be longer than they are now. Um, and I'll definitely be covering more games than just the ones that the Blues are involved in. I know I've been doing that a lot. I apologize. I'm still getting to the, the, the rhythm, trying to still find a routine with my job. And all that, so um, bear with me as I do that. Um, next, basically next season for sure. By that time, I'll most definitely be in a rhythm, and uh, I can be a little bit more consistent. Uh, not not to say I can't find the consistency earlier than that, but I'm just saying the next season it'll be a lot better um, than it is right now. Um, and the playoffs, I should definitely be that also consistent as well. Um, but I'm just looking to strive to make this a better, um, experience both on the podcast side as well as the YouTube side. Um, and I'm also going to have, I'm really going to have to look into doing, <laughs> bringing back, 
uh, a get uh, either a guest or a co-host or a big mix of both, because um, it just made it just see it just made it seem a lot better, you know, to do instead of just my be myself talking, you know, I I I need to find someone else to do this with. So uh, hey, um, who knows? I'll I'll will figure something out. But anyway, uh, podcast, since this is not going to YouTube and it's only on uh, the podcast side, don't forget to rate and subscribe um, and uh, look out for the next episode coming probably by next weekend. Um, not really on a set uh, release schedule, just whenever it comes out, comes out. But just keep an eye on your uh, subscribe feeds for the next episode and I'll catch you in the next one. Thank you very much.